Sugi, we're, uh, we're hacking over here. Today's daf, good evening, Chavar. Today's daf, daf Nuntes, page 59, in the Heilige Mesechus. Now we're going to pick up at the two dots, about nine lines from the bottom of Nunches Amud Beis. Nine lines from the bottom of 58b. Let us, Chazer, let's review what we learned yesterday. Really a fascinating daf, um, two, two separate sugis. Amud Aleph is going to finish up our sugya of um, cross-dressing and men shaving their bodies. That's going to be Amr Aleph and Amr Bez. We're going to have a new Mishnah going back to our, uh, which is going to continue on the theme of the previous Mishnah, what happens if you have two Nazirim and you know one of them is, uh, is Tameh and one's not. We're going to come up with a new uh, circumstance surrounding that, uh, that Shaila. So here we go, here we go. Two dots, Amr Rav. Rav says, Mekel Adam kol Gufai Bizar. It is permitted for a man to shave his body with a razor. It is mekel, he's released, it's permitted. Now what would the prohibition of a man shaving his body with a razor be? That's right. Not layobash, not to a gever should not wear and present themselves in a way that is feminine. Maybe that's a challenging question on Rav. Now, generally, the chiyav malchus is biblically. If there's a negative commandment that you transgress, chiyav malchus. So how can you say it's mutters? The Gemara says habisar habimisparaim. Depends if you use a razor or scissors. With a razor is going to be. We're going to assume right now is biblically forbidden. That's how we're going to stand it right now. We'll see. It's going to change. With the scissors, it's going to be completely allowed. Says the Gemara. But look at Rav's statement. When Rav said it's allowed, what did he say? You can go over your entire body, bisar, with a razor. So don't tell me he's talking about scissors. He says razor. Rav said it's allowed with a razor. That doesn't mean literally a razor. It means You can't use a scissor cutting so close to the body, to the skin, the same way a razor does. Okay? So what Rav's saying is that it's permitted to cut with Misparayim close to the skin. But you can't use a razor. You can use scissors even close to the skin. Ravchia says, if you um, doesn't mention anything about a razor, he says, you remove, get a waxing, whatever you do, you cut it off, you remove the hair from your armpit or your pubic hair. There's a chi of Malchus. Again, seemingly to be a biblical transgression. Meisveh, they said, a challenging question. I don't understand. How could you quote Rabbi Yechanan like that? The Brisa says that to remove hair, the whole thing is rabbinic. So how can you quote Rabbi Yechanan to say that it is a chi of Malchus? So what it says, my like an ami They're quoting Rabbi Yechanan to agree that it would be a rabbinic problem. But the rabbinic problem, the, the Malchus is coming rabbinically, not biblically. Now, I want to pause for a moment and explain that the Rabbanon, the rabbis, and it's important to know this because it's going to be a story that comes up on Amralev. The Rabbanon, in certain situations, enact lashes on people who don't follow in the ways of the Chachamim. I'm saying that specifically. Sometimes it's not every time you transgress a rabbinic halacha, a rabbinic malchus. It's when a person lives a lifestyle that is, uh, that is not in line with how the Rabbanon expect us to follow Torah, 
that they say we're gonna we're gonna install Malkus Marcus. There's gonna be a chiyuv in lashes. We'll see soon, and I'll bring it back up when we get to that that story. Ikad Amri, another way, another version of the back and forth here as far as the halachas of removing armpit and pubic hair. Which seems to be what? Biblical. Right? You're not allowed to do it, but you're not allowed to shave the, you're not allowed to remove the hair from your armpits or pubic area because of la yobash. Okay. So again, in the Ikadamri, they said, Maysay, that's a challenging question. How can you say it's a biblical transgression? If the Brisa tells us it's rabbinic, it's not biblical. So why'd you go to verse? Seems to be biblical. The Gemara says, "No, who Domarki? I Tana. He holds like the following: Tana, the Tana learned to the Brisa, Amavah beYisheche beServa. A person who removes the hair from his armpits or his pubic hair, Hareze mi Iver mishum la Yobash Gever Simlas Isha. He transgresses. He has been over the the uh, uh, mitzvah da'iraisa. Okay. In other words, we're changing it from the Rabban Brisa. Enechanan." That's what we're saying. In the Hanami, everybody's in agreement that to remove armpit or pubic hair is going to be an iser mida eris. Okay. The Tanakama, the Tanakama who holds that it's rabbinic, hi la yobash gever my darish bay. What do you do with the verse? Now let me ask you a question before we go any further. The verse of a man should not wear a woman's clothing. Does it say specifically not to remove your hair? No. So we can already see there's room for the Tanakama to reinterpret this Pasuk. But we want to know how he's, how's he going to do it. Like, so what's he doing with this Lemaise? Practically speaking, he holds that it's only rabbinic, it's not biblical. So what's going to get Leobash? The Gemara says, Now listen closely. We'll take the slow there. He learns it for the following Isha. There's another Pasuk which says, A kli gever, a man's clothes. Cannot be worn by a woman. That's the first part of the Pasuk. Okay? Then it says a man shouldn't wear women's clothing. My Talmud Lamer. What is the Torah teaching me with this? If it's not, if it means that a man cannot wear a woman's clothing, the Isha Simlas Ish, and a woman cannot wear men's clothing, Harekvar Nemar. It already says Toyeva. Now, I want to learn the Pasuk together. If you have a Gemara that has the Torah Arashalim on the side. Okay? So if you look at Torah Arashalim, there's one Pasuk, Devarim Perachaf Beis Pasuk. Let's learn the Pasuk on the side. It says, Isha. There cannot be a men's clothing on a woman. And a man cannot wear Simlas Isha. The garment of a woman, key because it's an abomination. It's a disgusting thing in front of Hashem your God. Okay, now a disgusting thing, as we're going to get into when he use this, is going to bother the Gemara. Why it's so strong of a word if we're merely dealing with wearing wearing another gender's clothing. The Gemara is going to be bothered to say, I put on a woman's sweater. A woman puts on a man's coat. Whatever it is. It could be extreme, it could be not extreme. You know, call it a tayeva. Usually a tayeva is for extreme abeiris. It's like cross-dressing to call that an abomination. There's got to be something more happening here. 
Okay, got to be something more. So listen to this. He's gonna, huh? Blurring the boundaries. Okay, let's see. That's exactly. Let's see what the Gemara says. That's where the Gemara takes us. Very chashava, very chashava libud now from the Gemara as always. But listen specifically in today's environment. The ain kan toyeva. He says it is not a toyeva just for a man to put on a woman's sweater and for a woman to put on a man's sweater. You gonna call that abomination? Says the Tanakhama. No, Ella. Rather, listen to this. Chavra's beauty. Shela yobash ish simlas isha v'yeshev bein hanoshim. You know what's an abomination? When you take the cross dressing to use it to be part of the other gender, to for a man to go sit amongst women. That's an abomination. The isha simlas ish v'yeshev bein hanoshim. Or a woman doing this to be amongst the men. Now, when we were younger, we understood this to mean taivas, you know, there should be separation, a machitza, things like this. In today's environment, we know exactly what it means. It's not necessarily even along those, it's along those lines too. But it's also along the lines of uh, <laughs> a, male's, a male sticks with, male, with men, even though, as we discussed yesterday, after Shir, that we understand that every, you know, there's different levels of, Femininity, if that's the word, in men, and sometimes women could have uh, um, masculine, masculine uh, character, but you're still in a keva. You have the body of an keva, and you could have a man who's got some, uh, you know, feminine tendencies. It's, it's, that's a uh, truth in the Torah, like we explained by uh, Yosef and Dina. Yeah, we ex- that's what we uh, explained yesterday after share. So, what's the abomination here? Says the Tanakhama. The abomination is, he says, you know what I'm learning out that. Not to wear the clothing itself. The abomination is to wear the clothing for a, for a purpose of going amongst them. Now, I want to mention something. It's very important we have this clerk. It's usher dairaisa anyway. The isser is there whether or not I'm wearing the opposite gender's clothing for this purpose. The question is, where does the abomination come in? The abomination comes in when I wear the other clothing to go be amongst them. That's a, that's a tayeva. You know something? A woman is not is also not allowed to go out wearing weapons. She's not allowed to go out wearing weapons. It's a man's garment. Now, nowadays, we have people who have weapons. Yeah, we have people here uh, learning with us, Baruch Hashem, that uh, for various reasons, they uh, have protection. Back then, back then, you had... No, fakert to, to, to keep a dagger with you. What would you put your tie on? You put a dagger on. That's what men did. That that was it. So for a woman to go ahead and wear these, uh, you know, and, and to wear a weapon was called uh, a kligever. It was called uh, a, a man's a man's clothing. And a man shouldn't wear a woman's garments. A man should not be misaking himself, fix up his body with a woman's fixing up. Now, what does it mean to not fix himself up with a woman's fixing up? So, we have Rashi on one side lets me know that there's, there was certain clothing, colors of clothing that women used to wear that a man... Uh, that a man shouldn't wear. The the rush explain yeah, and uh, so rush also kicks in. He says talking about you wearing all sorts of blush and makeup and things of things of uh, that sort. That's usher to do as well.
Okay. Now, what we're coming out with is as follows. Everybody's in agreement that a man shouldn't remove the pubic hair or armpit. It's not that a use with a razor, yeah? But the, uh, the shayla is, to what extent is the issue? We're dealing with biblical, rabbinical. Amr of Nachman, Nachman says, Benazir Mutter. You should know that even though in uh, general, you're not allowed to remove your armpit hair or your pubic hair, a nazir is allowed. Does that bother anybody? Yeah, does that bother anybody? Come on, pipe up. Ask it once again. Uh, it says a nazir is allowed to remove his armpit hair and his pubic hair. Let me ask you, does that no, make sense to you? Well no, no, a nazir only shaves his head. A mitzayra shaves his whole body. Okay. Nazir shaves his head. So why are we allowing him to, to remove his armpit hair? It says you're allowed to remove your hair. So Rav Nachman says, once you're shaving your whole head, which usually is forbidden anyway, people are going to realize that you're just doing this al-tanazir, you know, you're going to take, you know, some people get a little excited. They walk out of the barbershop and it looks like the hairstylist got a little too excited, with, you know, with cutting off. So they'll say, all right, no, so he cut his hair and he went all the way down to his armpits. He say but they're not going to consider it to be like Yobash, you know, that he's trying to be amongst the women. But so we don't pass him like Rabbi Nachman. You know, I saw Rabbi Yechinan, he didn't have pubic hair. How could he not have pubic hair? Omar Lahain, he said to them, Don't worry, he didn't shave it off. As he got older, his, his, uh, his arm hair. Uh, did I say pubic hair? His arm hair. His arm hair. He, he removed, uh, he didn't have armpit the hair in his armpits. He says, I, Why is Rabbi Yechinan allowed to do that? So he said, He didn't take it out. It came out. Uh, with his age, Maybe but he he didn't do it arm. perfectly, huh? Maybe the glow of his arms. Maybe the glow of his arms. Rebbechlin was exceedingly beautiful. That's a uh, yeah in a chenami. <clears throat> but we're we're saying Lamaisa he didn't do it. Okay. Now why is it important to know that? Because Rebbechlin is Rebbechlin, right? We have to um, uh, we have to make sure that our if if you see something amongst the gedolim um, or amongst us, that it's, it's we're doing the right thing. Be nikim. Okay, Nachum another story. Hahu the Ischayev Negida. Listen to this. This is why, by the way, when I say Malchus Mardis, I said, when did Rabbanu instate Malchus Mardis, rabbinic lashes? And people aren't following in their ways, right? So listen to this story, it's incredible. Hahu the Ischayev Negida, there was a man who was obligated to Malchus Kameda of Ami. Rav Ami was in charge of giving the lashes to this guy. It was Malchus Mardis, who was rabbinic lashes, and the Bezdin of Rav Ami. Rav Ami was going to be the one to give lashes. Now, what did they do? When they gave lashes, they removed the, the they they um, removed the clothing from the upper body. They revealed from all the way from the shoulders down to the waist, because that's where the whipping was given to the person. So Rav Ami Egloi Beisashechi. So he noticed this guy's armpit here. His his armpits were revealed. Chazye Delay Megalach Rav Ami saw. This yid had hair in his armpits. Omar Lohain Rav Ami, Rav Ami said to the Bezdin, Shivkua Dain Min Chavrehu. He's one of us. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Whatever we think about him, that he's not following the ways of the since he has armpit hair, we know that he's following in the ways of the Chachamim and Memela. Don't, uh, don't give him. These uh, don't give him these malchus. Now the mafarshim here explain that the circumstances surrounding that story is that it was very common socially in that city for 
the men to remove their armpit hair because that was the, the cool thing to do, the secular thing to do, the expected thing to do. There were heterim to do it, leniencies. But the people who stuck to their guns didn't. They didn't. And he saw that this Yid was careful in a specific way with his armpit hair, and he didn't give in. He says, you know, you give Malchus Mardis for people who don't follow ways in the Chacham, the fact that he has your armpit hair is a, enough of a proof to me that he's, he's from Unzura. He's, he's uh, from one of us, and there's no need to teach this guy, uh, teach this guy um, a message. Okay. Boy Minei Rav Merebichia. Rav asked the question, searching for information from Rabbi Chia. Mahu ligaleach. Bottom line halacha. Let's wrap up the sugya. What is the halacha? Is it permitted for a man to shave his body here? Omar Lehi said, Asr. Omar Lehi What happens if it grows long? It grows long. So it makes me schwitzy. I'm not shaving it to look like a woman. I have very long hairs. And it's the summer. It's very hot. Uh, in, you know, and uh, my armpit and pubic uh, areas are becoming very uncomfortable because of the length of the hair. So listen to what he says. Amar Leh. says, Barpachte, the son of a nobleman. Okay, it's, an express, it's, a, it's calling him like a chash of a name. It's an honor. Zuman Yeshlei. It's incredible, Chavra. Every hair is only there for a specific time. As soon as the hair gets too long, it'll fall out. Meaning, you don't have a hatter. You don't have a... There's no leniency over here. When a hair gets too long, where it's causing the actual person to not be able to function, because the length of that hair, it'll fall out. Why not just trim it? It'll fall out. He's saying, now let it trim it. Because then it's a feminine thing to do. So it doesn't matter whether it's scissors or... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Good, 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 good. Wait, wait, let's wrap up here. Hold on, good. I was jumping at me, good. Can I remove the hair with scrubbing? I want to scrub my hair and the hair will come out that way. So I'm not going to razor it. I'm not going to... I'm going to use friction and remove it. He says, mahu. Well, can I use my body to, my, my, I'm sorry, can I use the clothing on my body or any clothing to go and rub against the hair and kind of cause friction for the hair to fall out? That's allowed. Okay, if you do it with a garment, just friction with a garment, that's not the way, it's not, that's not a feminine thing to do and it's going to be allowed. Those that say, when you're davening and you have an itch, is it permitted to scratch that itch with, with uh, clothing, right? So you take your clothing, you rub it, or is it a lack of covenant to be doing that in the middle of davening? Amar he said, Asr. He said, you're not allowed, but is not the halacha. During davening, if a person well, is uh, scrubbing with their clothing, it's going, uh, it's going to be allowed. It's not considered a lack of respect. Okay, that's the end of the subject. How do we pass in Allah Practically speaking, um, so there's, there's variables, so keep that in mind. I'm not going to sit here and uh, give a general psaac, but Lemaisa, Shokhanarach Paskins, for a man to shave his armpit and pubic hair with a razor is going to be Asr Daraisa. To use it close to the skin with the scissors 
is Usr Midra Bonan, unless it's usual in that environment where you are to, uh, to remove your body hair. So like we, Rabbi Ravinsky brought up yesterday, somebody who's a swimmer or person lives in a community where the men are removing the body hair as much as the women, so then the iser, the, the prohibitions will fall off. Now it seems the way the Shulchan Aruch writes the halacha, that to trim, and again, don't take it a look, the Shulchan Aruch writes, you're not allowed to use scissors, it's forbidden rabbinically to use scissors in the ways of a razor. But to, to use scissors, we are not cutting close to the body, there's no iser in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch doesn't say it's iser. So to give a trim on a body hair, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't disallow it. So would a, okay. would a, um, the paddles. Yep, for sure. So for sure. Right. Rabban's bringing up, this is, this is necessary. Chassol and people are in a situation where we're, um, for a specific procedure or, you know, in various medical situations, they need to, they need to shave off, remove parts of the body. About there's no problem. Because the problem is layobash. This is a situation where it's not a woman thing to do. This is a this is a human thing to do. So anytime it's the expected thing to do, there's not going to be any sort of issue. All right, here we go. Nun tes Amud Beis. We have the Mishnah taking up about two thirds of Amud Beis. A fascinating Mishnah. A lot of halacha here. And let's talk for a moment. The last Mishnah gave us an f- interesting situation where Yankul and Beryl were coming. Ruvain saw them, and Ruvain said, I know one of you guys are Tomei, but I don't know which one. Ha, so now what do you do? So each one started making conditions. They should both be Nazir for 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, they're going to go and bring, uh, bring two sacrifices. One for a Tomei, one for a Torah. They're going to make conditions. If I'm the Tomei one, then this should be for me. If you're the Torah one, then they're going to do another, another 30 days. Okay? Continuing on that story, this fish is going to talk about what happens if one of them dies. So they can't start making these, if I'm this and you're that, it's just Yanko who's stuck by himself, not knowing if he's a Nazar Tame or not. He doesn't know if he became Tame. And he can't start playing this game, making conditions with Beryl, who also had that Shiloh. So what do we do? So here we go. Zuck the Mishnah. If one of the two guys, Yankul or Beryl, we'll call it Beryl, passed away. Amr Bishur Bishua says, Yavakesh Echemen Put up a sign in the marketplace. Go to the store and say, Chevra, I need, what's it called? If you need somebody, to, a, substitute. a substitute. I need a substitute Nazir with me. <laughs> I need somebody to stand in for the Nazir that, that I needed. <laughs> You're making faces. There's, there's no suffix. Very good. Very good. Vaimer, he should say, right? There's no suffix in the other guy. Listen to this. Vaimer, he should say, if I was Tomei, says, Yankel, if I'm the one that became Tommy, Hare Atta Nazmi, Adjura Nazir, for the next 30 days. Vim Tari, you see, but if I'm the one who is Tar, then I'm going to take the next 30 days. Hare Atta Nazir, Achar Shleishim Yam, and you'll take the second 30 days. Meaning, we're going to ask this guy, we're going to go to the Shuk, and we're going to say, by the way, anybody who's planning on being a Nazir for 60 days? Anybody out there? Yeah, maybe. Okay, anybody willing to? Yeah, for the right price, maybe. Maybe he'll pay. Yeah, I'll say, anybody interested in doing this? (laughs) Whatever I need. Yeah? So he says, get a stand. And he's going to tell the guy, here's the deal. Here's my story. I might be Tomei. If I'm Tomei, so then you're the Nazir now and I'm the Nazir later. And if I'm Tar, then I'm the Nazir now, you're the Nazir later. And basically you're going to put a, 
substitute for beryl. The cipher inflation, you count 30 days, you do the same thing you would have done if beryl was alive. If I'm the one who was Tomei, carbon Tomei Shali, the Tomei carbon's for me, the carbon Torah Shachot, the Torah one's for you. If I'm the one who was Tar, then carbon Torah Shali, the carbon Tomei Shachot. Now, this is a fascinating story. Most of the raid is on this. Usually, you're not going to bring a carbon uh, with a suffix. Right. You know this, this is an exception. This is one of the situations where we, we allow there to be an exception. It's fascinating. But in general, this is an ogo. This is a no-go, but a suffix, Nazir Tameh, we're, we're going to allow it. Okay, then what do they do? So that's the first 30 days, and then Mesai from Shleishim Yom, they count another 30 days, Mevi and Karban Tara. Vayimer, Imaniya Tameh, Karban Tameh, they're only going to bring one Karban. And he's going to say, if I'm the one who was Tameh, Karban Tameh, Shaliv, Karban Tara, Shalcha, Vezeh Karban Tarasi, and this is going to be the Karban from my Tara. Vimanua Tara, if I'm the one who originally was Tara, Karban Tara, Shali, the Karban Tameh, be. Suffolk. And we're going to bring the original carbon tumma that was done as a suffix again because we're allowing it in this situation. Vizehu carbon teharascha, and this is going to be the carbon of your Nazirus uh, uh, being somebody who's tar. Okay? So, Beryl kicks the bucket. Yankel's going to the marketplace and he's finding a sub. To help him. Because otherwise he's got trouble with his carbonus. Answer your question. Why can't he do a suffix in the carbonus? If this is a... If I'm Tame. Because it can't be such a... It can't be a definite suffix. Here at least there's a chance that it's for somebody. Okay? Right, how's the definite... Where? How's the huh? defi- definite... Because the carbon has to go for somebody over there. It's a wasted carbon. Here over, you, over here, Lu Yitzur, let's say he was the um, Tame one, so then this carbon is actually a, a carbon that's necessary. Right. So, however, if he's not, so then it's coming to something. But if a, a regular one, you don't know for sure if it's even necessary in the first place. Over here, we know there's a chance that it's necessary. There, there's an additional, you could break it down into two thirds instead of like a 50 50 type of thing. It's basically uh, how the math is, is fitting in. Here's the problem, says Ben Zayma, <laughs> next part of the Mishnah, and this is going to be the, the second half and why it's a long Mishnah. Ben Zayma says, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Go to the marketplace and find the substitute Nazir for 60 days. Hatzlocha Rabba. Hatzlocha Rabba. Not happening, my dear friend, says Ben Zayma. Amalai Ben Zayma, Ben Zayma says, Umisha me'alai shidra kenegah ben Nazir. Really, who, who are you getting? Say, please help me, I'll be out for 60 days. He says, come on. Ella, maybe He says, here's what you do. Yankel's going to stay by himself. There's no substitute for Beryl. And you know what? Says Ben Zayim, but the truth is you can pull off the same thing. Math-wise, might be a little different. But you can pull off the same thing by saying like this. He says, Ella, maybe He should bring a chata sa'if and an oilas behema and say the following. Im if I was Tomei, Yankel says, if I was the one who was Vade Tomei, not Vade, if I was the one who was Tomei, Chachatos me Chayvasi, this bird Chachatos can be a Chayv, Vaila Nedava, and the Ayla is going to be a Dava, I'm choosing to bring it. Vim Tara Yisi, if I was the one who was originally Tar, so then, 
the because a nazir tummy is bringing oila, and the chatas is going to be brought me suffik because we're allowing the suffik over here. Now this is going to get to the fifty fifty suffik. You see, he's being more makel on bringing the suffik in this situation. And then he counts um, thirty more days. maybe carbon tara, and he brings a carbon tara. What does that mean? As it, he brings three carbonas as if he was a Nazir Tahar. Now, Vaimar, he says, If I was Tommy, Ha'ila Rishayna Nadava, Vizu Chayva. Vimtara Yisi, Ha'ila Rishayna Chayva, Vizu Nadava, Vizu Shar Karbani, and then this is the rest of my carbonas. I'm Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says, No, Nimtsaza maybe Karbanaisav, Lechatsaim. According to that Mahalach, it's going to come out that the three carbonas that a regular Nazir has to bring, he's bringing all at different times. And I don't like that. He said, you're bringing some carbonus now, some carbonus later. <laughs> a month later. In other words, you're going to bring your ayla and then bring your chatas and shlamim a month later? No. Avalhaitacham le benzaima. Rabbi Shua doesn't like benzaima's approach. That's why Rabbi Shua, uh, originally, the first line of the Mishnah said, you need a substitute. However, the Chum agree with benzaima. And they said, no, Taka, there's no need to get a substitute. Now, Rabbi Yeshua's problem was, why don't I like your idea, Ben Zayma, of not having a sub? Because according to your Bahalich, it's going to come out, he's going to bring an Ayla now. If he's a, if he, let's say he was Tahar all along. He's going to bring his Ayla for regular Naziris now. And bring the Shlomim and the Chatas in a month. He says, come on, we don't do that. Ask the Gemara, who says we don't do that? Who says? It's an assumption. It's a premise. Velaisi, no. Let, let him bring his ayla now and everything else in 30 days. Big deal. It's, it's a problem. Amar Vidur Mashur, Vidur says the name of Shmuel. Amar Vishuel, Lechad, Dave, Bohesa, Tamidim, Yiris. You're right. He agrees it's possible, but he was wanting to be Mechaded, the Tamidim. Mechaded, sharpen them. He wanted to make sure the class was listening. Yeah? But he ultimately will agree with this Mahalach. I'll agree with, uh, with this approach. Amr of Nachman, Amr Nachman says, yeah, According to Rabbi Yeshua, uh, what's he going to do with the various parts of the carbonis to make sure that the innards of the carbon don't end up being spoiled? Okay, now what the Gemara is asking with this Shaila is as follows. According to this, we're going to have two Nazirim that are relying on the same carbon. They're going to have to go through the whole process, and you're going to have two people doing the process of the carbon, as opposed to one person going through the process of the carbon. Now, if you have two people going through the process, that means the carbon is going to take double as long. And this is Mamish Gishmak, because Parshas Vayikra. There's various stages, right? So we start with the Hava. Every carbon starts with the bringing, and then you have the smicha, and then you have the um, you have the vidoy if it's a chatas, and then you have the shchita, and then you have the kabbalah sadam, and then you have the zrika, and after the zrika you have the pouring of the remainder underneath it, and then you have uh, some sacrifices. They're going to be waving the various limbs and the fats that you burn. If you have if you, if this is going on with two people, so everything's taking double as long. And they think double as long because we, we're not sure exactly whose uh, who's responsibility this is. All right? They're going to they're gonna ultimately have to wait for 
the um, for the uh, fats to be waived until both nazirim have. And remember, one second, add to the tab by a nazir, they're shaving and they're putting their hair underneath and they're going through that. They're going through the whole process. It says uh, he says um, I don't like it. Okay, so Nachman says my level of Yeshua the lack of the Lizrei. So Lamaisa, the best idea to do is Ben Zayma. It's the best idea, stick with one instead of having two. Okay, one more Mishnah. Here we go. Nazir Shohiyat Tamei B'Safik. Nazir Tamei B'Safik U'Muchlot, and you have a Mitzayra Muchlot B'Safik, who's also B'Safik. Oichel B'Kachim Achar Shishim Yem. They're allowed to eat Kachim after sixty days. Okay, so. We have a Nazir, and we're not sure whether he's a Mitzayr. That's the Shiloh. We're not sure whether or not he's a Mitzayr. We're not sure whether he is Tomei. So he's Tomei Besafik, he's a Mukhla Besafik. So he has to wait 60 days before um, being Mitzayr himself. And as we explained last time, you're going to have to wait a total of 120 days, four cycles, before drinking wine and becoming Tomei. Why? The shaving from the tzaras is doicha pushes aside the the uh, iser of naziris. Meaning, if I'm a nazir that becomes a mitzayra, I'm permitted to shave. That's only true if you are a vadai mitzayra. But at the time where the mitzayra is only a suffik, meaning the nazir doesn't know for sure if he is a mitzayra. So then, the shaving is not going to override the prohibition of Naziris. And therefore, he's got to wait. He can't, the, the Nazir cannot shave. So the shaving for Tsaras is going to have to wait until any Shilas about Naziris are totally gone. And once any Shilas of Naziris is totally gone, then I'll be able to kick in and fulfill my obligation of, of uh, body shaving of the Mitzayra. Is that okay. A, is that a suffix? Let's hold it. 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 Hold it.